Alright, welcome back to another edition of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferna. Where at Forts Athletics, we equip coaches and athletes with the tools they seek out in order to achieve their unique and specific goals. We're recording on a Monday, got to check it, July 11th, 2022. It's the start of week three, summer vacation for the littles, for the brood here. And it is like halfway through for our college athletes. Went, went home mid-May. We're going to be coming back in, I don't know, like six, seven weeks to campus. So we still got a lot of time in the summer to train and prep and get ready. And speaking of uh, summer training and prep and getting ready, I believe this is episode 80 of the podcast, 7980, which I'm really excited about since we actually started numbering them and keeping better track. It might actually be like 154, but for the purposes of uh, our excitement today, we'll stick to like 79 or 80. And over the last couple weeks, uh, I got a lot of messages um, through Instagram and actually a couple emails too, which I thought was really cool, from athletes who are thinking about coming back next season for 22-23 and taking advantage of the COVID season that NCAA granted athletes. So basically if you enroll in school and uh, you want to take advantage of your COVID year, uh, that season that you lost, you could come back and it's really no no penalty to you, uh, except you have to be enrolled full-time in college and you gotta kinda like figure out how that is gonna work for you. So for a couple of the athletes, they actually graduated, and it's really interesting. So they graduated, they have full-time jobs already in their respective careers. And they are thinking about coming back because they don't like the way their senior season, I just did air quotes for those of you listening uh, on the podcast. Uh, they don't like the way their season, senior season ended. So they're going to come back and try and redeem themselves or just, you know, perform better than they did the year before. And uh, really what the question comes down to is, what do you think, Doc? Do you think it's worth it to come back as a, I don't know, 1550 shot putter? Do you think it's worth it to come back as a 50-meter discus thrower? Do you think it's worth it to come back as a 55-meter hammer thrower? And if I put myself in those shoes when I was 22 or 23, I would have came back in a heartbeat. I would have uh, done what it took with regard to finding a minor or just being enrolled full-time and taking four classes that really didn't mean much to me. But in order to get one more outdoor season, I would have. So asking me, should I? If we're talking about me, yes. For you, I think it comes down to a couple things. And this is what we're going to talk about today, right? So you want to come back for that special COVID year. You have some unfinished business to attend to at your level one, two, three. First, and I don't think these are going to be in particular order necessarily, but definitely something you need to think about. Uh, first would be the financial cost. So NCA is, 
I know, pretty, I don't want to say stickler. I mean, there's rules. So you have to be enrolled in X amount of credit hours to be working towards something, right? So if you're working towards a minor, you don't have to be, you don't have to take four courses. You don't have to be at 12 credit hours to be considered full-time. If you're working towards a minor at um, your college, you can be, now this is if you're gonna stay at the same college too, by the way. If you're gonna transfer and be a graduate transfer, uh, this is totally different. This is if you're gonna stay at your school, um, and if you're not going to grad school, this is if you are just gonna be another undergrad, another undergrad season. So, basically, how many credit hours do you need to take? Because some, you might only need to take nine credit hours, Depending on the situation, maybe two classes, maybe six or seven credit hours if it comes with a lab. So that's something you definitely need to look into is what are the requirements? What is What are you able to do at the college that you just graduated from, right? So if you only need to take three classes, then obviously it's gonna be cheaper than taking four classes, uh, which number two is gonna be the cost. So how much of a financial investment are you willing to put into yourself for this season and uh, one athlete uh, said you know they, they want a, a chance to come back and be all-american well I don't know how much your college costs but if you just want to come back for a medal that's the size of a quarter um, to hang on your desk someday and that medal is going to cost ten thousand dollars you gotta think about that. Is it worth that investment, that risk, right? Because there's no guarantees, obviously. We saw what happened this year at Outdoor Nationals where basically nobody PR'd at D3 Outdoor Nationals at any event. Um, so are you willing to invest, you know, 10, eight, $12,000 into the opportunity to earn All-American? Now, if it was one of my athletes who decided to, to embark on this endeavor, um, the goal I don't think would be just all American. Like you're gonna come back, you're gonna come back to win, right? Like if you're gonna try and um, <laughs> go on this journey, it, you think of it as a post-collegiate, right? You're gonna be a post-collegiate athlete. So um, yes, you're gonna be investing financially but you need to work out with your college or university you know do you have to be on campus for those classes can you take them virtually can you audit them can you how how can you do that right would be something to look into so how much is it, is it going to cost to move forward with this this endeavor of yours three obviously talk to your coaching staff Right, let them know that this is a possibility. This is something that you're interested in. So you got to enroll in classes for the spring, right? So um, that starts, those conversations start happening in like October, November. So you still have a few months, but uh, colleges right now are like ghost towns. So probably something you want to engage with your coach with sooner than later and try and figure out how is this going to work. Because if you don't need to be on campus, right, if you live, I don't know, 60, 70 miles away from campus, and you don't need to be on campus to take the classes virtually, uh, 
and you're not going to travel to campus, how are you going to train? Where are you going to train? So when I say you think about it as like a post-collegiate season, that's basically what it is, right? It's a post-collegiate one-off to try and accomplish all the goals and dreams that you have set for yourself. So if you live like, I'll use me as an example. So Fredonia is about 124 miles from home. So Fredonia was going to say, okay, you're going to take this fifth year, you're going to take three online courses, which I don't think they had back then in 05, but anyway, or in the fall of 04, into the spring of 05. You're going to take these three online courses, but you live two hours away, so we'll let you do the season. You'll be able to compete wherever you want. You have to wear a jersey, uh, but coaches aren't going to travel with you, so you got to figure it out for yourself. I don't know where I would have trained. I'm sure I would have found a place in Rochester to train. There's a million gyms, so as far as strength goes, strength and conditioning anyway, uh, there wouldn't have been a concern. I would have got a gym membership someplace. Now as far as throwing, I probably could have thrown in my old high school. Uh, I probably could have like volunteer coached someplace and then been able to train because I, you know, I have my teaching degree and, and my teaching license and all that stuff so all that was valid and legit so I probably could have done that so I could have like subbed during the day at some school and then through a couple days a week and then probably went to the gym and train so it really just would have been like what I was doing anyway at Fredonia but I was on campus and coaching and trying to throw and teaching and going to grad school full-time so you got to think about your facilities. What's available to you? What do you have access to? Because if you're looking at just an outdoor season, you're going to start your prep now, say August, September. Um, you have a long, 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 long time before your first meet, which is something else you need to think about is timeline, right? And that's why it's important to talk to a coach about this stuff because if you're going to go at it alone, at home, wherever your home is, you need to have good structure, good timeline, good routine set up, a schedule in place that's going to give you the opportunity to throw. You know, let's say discus and shot put might be a lot easier because you're going to be, uh, you could train basically at any high school and no one might get upset as long as it, you let them know, right? But if you were going to do this with the jab or with the hammer, you know, you need to find a specific facility that's going to allow you to do that. And if you don't live close to a college and you don't have a lot of land that you have access to, it's going to make the journey much more difficult, right? So definitely having uh, those, you know, uh, other, I don't know, other topics, but other um, items kind of locked down, right? So is it worth the financial investment to you, right? What type of uh, courses do you have to take? You know, how are you gonna pursue this endeavor? <clears throat> Talk to your coach about this stuff and then try and figure out a routine, rituals, some, something that you think is gonna be able to carry you through uh, that is, I don't know, I don't wanna say motivating or inspiring because when it's post-collegiate, it's a little different. I mean, you're in college, but I would look at it as a post-collegiate. The most important, I think, so I said I wasn't gonna order these, but I think this one's the most important, is why do you want to do this? And, and you know, 
that I was going to talk about this. Anybody who's listening and uh, who's watching, who's heard me, um, you know, ramble and talk about this stuff. Why would you put yourself through all of that work for the possibility, possibility of taking three throws at nationals? You got to think about that. $10,000 plus, let's say, I don't know, maybe a thousand hours of training. I don't know if that, that might be too much. Uh, maybe less than that. Let's see, 26 weeks is the season. Let's just make it a thousand hours of training, right? We're gonna train at least at least two to three hours. Um, well, maybe not two to three hours a week, uh, or a day rather. Um, you know, maybe 10 hours a week, right, of training. So for the season, you're looking at 260 hours for indoor to outdoor. But because you're post-collegiate, it's gonna be maybe a lot less, uh, but you're gonna be on your own. So if you don't have a coach that's close by or you haven't worked anything out with your coach and you know I'm just gonna give you all of not the negative things but this is something that you really need to think about you really need to dig down and if you're just coming back just come back because you don't want to be an adult necessarily uh, and get like a full-time job and do all of those things hey do it like I wouldn't I wouldn't tell an athlete not to if they wanted to but uh, depending on their like individual circumstances, I would really ask them to think about why it's really important to them, right? So like, um, you know, if Lewis would have came back and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I just, I, I want to, I don't know, defend my indoor national championship. Okay, like let's defend your indoor national championship. Or, you know, I finished third in the hammer. I want to come back and I want to try and win the hammer next year. Okay, like we could we can make that happen, uh, but it's got to be really important to you. If it's well, I just want to come back and compete at conference. Okay, like you can come back and, and, and compete at conference. But for those athletes, the ones that messaged me, that are I want to say like more like of their top tier, you know, top twenty, top thirty in their division, um, some even higher. Uh, that have that chance to that you know they're all American or they don't like the color or the number of their place or they don't like the color of their uh, medal that they earned and you're coming back gangbusters to win that national championship then absolutely right like I think I think the point of this is if you want to do it I don't think many coaches would say no to their athletes I don't know I wouldn't uh, most of the coaches that I know, I think if they had an athlete who was, you know, a national qualifier or on the cusp of qualifying for nationals, and uh, they said that they wanted to come back, absolutely. Uh, but I think the there's a couple things besides everything that we listed is once you actually get enrolled and you have a routine and rituals and things in place, you really need to also think about the type of competition schedule. Right, like if you're coming back and you want to throw all three events, like say shot, disc, and hammer, it's going to take a lot more time than if you want to throw shot or disc or hammer. And you have that time. So for those that have a full-time job already that are going to try and do this, you know, I don't. It might be more difficult than you think trying to compete in three events far from home on your own like kind of like schedule 
without a lot of like coaching guidance if nobody's right there with you. So if you're on the, you don't know which events, you know, maybe pick the better events, maybe pick the top two. Uh, you know, shot disc might be an easier combination. Uh, disc hammer could be a good combination too. I mean, it really depends on like what, what your ultimate goal is. If it's just to come back and compete, yeah, just come back and compete. But, uh, you know, if it was one of my, like I said, former athletes who, who went to nationals or competed there and medaled and they want a different color and a different place, I think we really need to sit down and, uh, you know, think about what that tour is going to look like where, uh, you know, competing every single weekend at local meets when, you know, the whatever happened at nationals may have been more of like, I don't know, just competing against people that were better than you, uh, then going to local meets and, um, you know, winning whatever event by two, three, four, five meters might not be very helpful. Um, so you might need to think about geographically where you are, <clears throat> what type of schedule you're gonna be able to have, right? Like if there's big time meets on Fridays and Saturdays, you're gonna have to take a personal day or vacation day or uh, PTO to travel. To take a lot of PTO, or are you just gonna stay local and then go to nationals and, and see if the outcome is different, even though nothing may have changed as far as competition wise? So, there's really, I don't know, I just get really fired up about this because um, the NCAA granted this, this great opportunity for athletes, and just from my perspective. You know, you really need to, you know, really need to think about it. Uh, when COVID first hit and interviewing uh, a lot of athletes for the podcast, you know, I ask everybody, all the, you know, Adrian and, and uh, Megan and, and Jess and, you know, Jen and Dan and everybody that participated, Christy, you know, what their advice would be to somebody who was going to ask them about... You know, taking that one more year or competing on as a post-collegiate. Everybody said do it, right? Figure out a means of being able to support yourself uh, financially and try and, you know, figure out if if you're going to be able to to do that. So, I, you know, I, I just, I really want athletes to think about it. Uh, think about if, you know, if it's not responsible if it's uh, feasible is the better word um, you know because like I said tr trying to attempt this at Fredonia I would have been you know basically practicing my, on my own with no teammates and you know those those are things that I don't know if everybody really takes into consideration when they say well I'm gonna come back <clears throat> maybe they do take those into consideration but after you know the, the decision is done and you're enrolled in courses and you actually have to start doing homework and uh, go to your normal job and you have to train and you have to do all these other things. I mean, it's really just like any other hobby would be uh, with 
you know, with the financial stake of this is uh, this is what I'm going to do. So if you could give it your shot, your best shot, shoot your shot at this uh, last opportunity of collegiate greatness. Uh, and you've listened this far, <clears throat> and you take this into consideration. I wish you nothing but the very, very, very best of luck. I know it might sound a little condescending or that uh, I'm trying to deter people from attempting this. It could be as far from that as possible. Uh, I, I would encourage anybody to do it, but you really got to think about why it's that important to you. And that's going to be the driving force through those training sessions that, you know, if you don't go, like you're, you're going to throw, I don't know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, your high school, right? And you don't go, nobody knows that you didn't go besides you, right? Coach might not know, your teammates might not know, nobody's going to know. So it's going to be on you 100%. Uh, and <laughs> some of those training sessions might, I don't know, some are going to go poorly, some are going to go really well, but... Uh, the only person that's going to know how much effort you put in is going to be yourself. And that goes with any other season that any athlete competes in any sport. Really, your effort, it's ultimately going to be on you. With this very special case or situation, uh, it's uh, amplified to the nth degree because you're putting in a financial investment while trying to balance other life priorities and trying to meet your goals in competition, where, like I said, you're the only one that would know if you put the effort in or not. And then that's gonna be reflective in your outcomes. If uh, you only train one day a week, and you kinda start lollygagging a little bit, and uh, you're not really putting forth as much effort, the season can be derailed very, very, very quickly. But and maybe that's for another. Maybe that's another video. It's another uh, podcast. We've gone over 20 minutes here. Uh, so for the athletes that want to come back, they want to use that COVID season. The pieces to think about is uh, let's see what do we come up with in no particular order. You want to come back. Uh, find out how many classes you need to take. What, uh, what number of credit hours you need to be eligible, uh, <clears throat> what the financial cost of that is gonna be, how much is that gonna cost you uh, based on the credit hours. Uh, talk to your coach, have an idea of what you and your coach wanna do, if it's feasible, if the college university is gonna allow for someone to take three classes online and never show up to campus and still be eligible to compete for your team. Have a routine and rituals in place trying to figure out what the best schedule is going to be for competing uh, at that level on your own uh, as a fifth or sixth year uh, COVID uh, athlete. And then most important, you got to know why it's important to you. Why are you going to put yourself through all of that one more time? Because if it's to earn a little medal as big as, your, uh, as a quarter, you really need to think about why that's important to you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferna.
have a great day.